0: Let's go to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Our Browns beat reporter, Mr. Daryl Ryder, joins us right now. Hello, D. Kevin Stefanski hey. is coming up at 1 o'clock, as you know, just in case you weren't aware.
1: Uh, I appreciate that. I'll put that on my schedule. Yep. By the way, my dad's a mister.
0: That's very true. So, so <laughs> he, here's this. Just throw this out at you. Good young wide receiver, New York Giants, Canarius Tony goes to the Kansas City Chiefs, a team that obviously throws the football pretty well, and they have some pretty good wide receivers. Third and a sixth, 2023 picks. Is that the kind of move the Browns need to
1: make? Um, Yeah, they they need help a wide receiver. I mean, they only have really, and this is kind of, we saw this last year, somewhat problematic at, at that position. You know, Amari Cooper is having the season that I think that we all – uh, expected uh, from an impact standpoint. But when you look at um, that particular position group, you know, Donovan, Peoples, Jones, and then that's kind of it. Um, it's, it's Mari Cooper, DPJ, and then that's about it. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I think that uh, when you look at the big picture for the Browns receiver is absolutely Uh, something that they need to address at some point, whether that's in season now or uh, next off season. And it feels a little weird to be not even Halloween yet. And we're thinking about what they may or may not need to do next off season. But I guess that is kind of where we're at. Daryl, does
0: Monday night's game create a borderline between being a buyer and seller if you're the Browns with the trade deadline?
1: Well yeah, I think I don't I mean it, it, I think it crystallizes the picture for them. Obviously the deadline is uh Tuesday at 4. Uh if you win that game then maybe you get a glimmer of hope and tease yourself thinking that you can jump back in this thing. Um I I just you frankly don't think that it's realistic that they will uh considering what we have seen to date uh from them, but you know, you can understand why the front office would would feel that way. Um, I I do think that they there's a better chance that they're going to be sellers rather than buyers. Though.
0: We just had Mike Florio on the show, and he Daryl said what you said. What I don't want to wrap my head around, and that is, if they lose on Monday, get what you can for Kareem Hunt. You you just don't think there's any chance, and Mike doesn't either. I I apparently guess you don't think there's any chance that either the Browns want him back or he wants to come back and that they could make the money work and then all of a sudden you'd have Deshaun Watson and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt next year and Amari Cooper and anybody else you might bring in. And that could be really dynamic. You you just don't think that's going to happen, right?
1: No, okay. because they drafted Demetric Felton. They drafted another running back this year. Like the the current GM didn't bring in Kareem Hunt. And the current GM has invested draft assets in that position, and the current GM has proven time and time again that he will keep his draft assets over other players. So no, I, I don't. Do I think they should? Yes, absolutely. I think Kareem Hunt has deserved, or earned, I should say, earned the right to to stay here and to to be uh, you know compensated accordingly. Uh, they are you know obviously paying Nick Chubb, but. The other thing too is, is while his snap counts, if you look at the snap counts for Kareem, they're they're fairly consistent. He's getting the same amount of snaps. He just he's not getting a lot of touches within the offense. Um, so it, it's hard to justify a significant salary for a player who's getting 50% of the touches that your number one running back is. And again, I'm not I'm not criticizing the touches Chubb is getting. I think Chubb needs more touches, believe it or not, but um, just the economics just aren't there. I, I so no, I, I don't, I don't see it. I, you know, that's again, I can't stress enough. It's not a knock on Kareem hunt. He has done everything that has been asked of him, uh, since he came here. There's just, I don't feel like there's room for him. So being where they are right now, I think it behooves Andrew Berry to, and the fact that he's not a part of their future, it behooves Andrew Barry to get what he can for him.
0: Is there any residue from him asking for a trade in the beginning of the season? Do you think or no, they I, let
1: that go? I, I, I wouldn't think that there would be. Um, you know that Kevin Stefanski does not strike me as a guy who holds a grudge. Uh, he's you know he he's focused on winning and doing whatever he needs to do. Um, so no I, and look they these guys understand the the business of football i mean the business of football was to to keep him and to not trade him during training camp and you notice how fast kareem hunt got back out there on the field as, as a full participant he didn't miss any training camp time he just you know took off some team reps for a day and a half but um so, no, I, I, I don't think that this is a group that is spiteful or holds any type of a grudge or whatever. They, they understand the business of football.
0: I'll ask you what Andy and I talked about when I asked Florio. What do you think this is going to look like with Deshaun Watson, and, and what are you expecting from Deshaun when he shows up?
1: Um, I'm expecting some rust. Quite frankly, like I'm, I'm not expecting that Deshaun Sean Watson's going to come in here on the white horse and save the season and save the franchise. Um, I just, I don't think that that's fair. I don't think it's realistic. Um, we're going to see glimpses of, you know, what a great football player he is. Absolutely, I, I do believe that. But yeah, I, I think that there's going to be some growing pains in there as well. It's, it's, it, you know, the goal. It, for them should be to basically get the offense established with them so that they're, you know, ready to kind of hit the ground running next year.
0: What do you think the mood of this team is right now going into this thing? I mean, we talked about this on the podcast. I'm just wondering, is it – is this a do-or I – mean, yeah, it, it is a do-or-die game, but I don't know that you can walk into a game it, playing that way. Yeah. You'll play way too tight if you do that. Yeah, I, it, I
1: and a couple of guys in the locker room, Andy said that they, they don't feel like that they're tight or anything like that. Right. Um, but I mean, it, it's human nature, right? And yeah. we've seen, and, and, and this is what's confounding. Look, this is not a locker room of bad, bad apples. Okay. There are not a bunch of Dwayne bows in this locker room right now. All right. There's a lot of talented players as well. So you've got talented players who are good guys. They're not problem children they just haven't been able to put it together collectively as a unit. And little things have snowballed on them and kind of compiled. Any little bit of adversity, as we talked about before, you know, one play here that doesn't go their way tends to turn into three or four plays. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's unfortunate, but I think that that's kind of why they find themselves in the position that they find themselves in.
0: Gerald Reiter is joining us. He's brought to us by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. what do you think of the defensive effort against Baltimore?
1: I was pretty good. I I do. I, I I thought that the defense did everything they could to help them win that football game. Uh, they, I mean, Lamar Jackson completed nine passes, right? I I mean, it's mind boggling to think that they've had two quarterbacks complete less than 10 passes against them and they lost both of those games. Um, They created a key turnover when they needed to late in the game, which is something that they've not done a lot of uh, this season. So uh, I I think the the defense absolutely 100% did their job on Sunday.
0: We'll look forward to your questions to Kevin Stefanski. Thank you, bud.
1: Uh, Real quick, give you the pre-practice injury report. Thank you. Uh, Farrell Brown, concussion neck. He won't practice. Jadavian Clowney, rest in the ankle. Miles Garrett, shoulder biceps rest there. J-O-K with a knee injury, David Njoku, who said today he's not ruling himself out, doing everything he can to get himself ready to play. Uh, He's out with the the ankle sprain, Wyatt Teller, the calf. Uh Denzel Ward concussion and Greedy Williams with an illness. Those are the players that are listed as expected to be DNPs this afternoon.
0: Thank you, Daryl. Thanks, Daryl. You got it, guys. Daryl Ryder, our Browns Beat reporter, brought to us by Shivan Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours